Today's daf is daf pei, page 80 in Meseches Yavamis. We got up to daf pei. Um, and we're going to back up to the bottom of Ayin Tesomad Beis, the very bottom line. Very bottom line of 79b, the second word, Hechi Domi Saris. All right, now we learned yesterday the, the Mishnah as well as the Sugya of a Sris, a Saris, a person who is sterile, that if the original husband was a, uh, was sterile, or the Yavam, or the Yavam is sterile, so we're going to demand a Chalitza to be done. We brought down opinions that even Yibam possibly is done, so why do we mention Chalitza, just to keep the order of you know, the, the formation of the Mishnah straight up, but the bottom line is, says Gemara over here, Hechi Domi Srishama, very basic question that's going to lead us on to a fascinating conversation, and that is, we learned that there's a Saris, a sterile person, who becomes sterile in his lifetime, through, at the example we gave earlier, is climbing a tree. Yeah, his aver, his male member is torn, his testicles got crushed. Or there's a Srishama, a person who is naturally sterile. Says the Gemara, Hechi Domi Srishama, what is the case of a Sris? Chama, Omar Yisa Bar Yezu, Omar Rav Yechanan, Kol Tapa Today's Daf Shlei Rosho Achas Be Kashrusa. Sris Chama is somebody who's been sterile since the moment they are born. To which the Gemara asks, Menaya Dinan, how in the world can you know that? How can you know that? It's a good kasha. A kid's one minute years old. How old are you? One minute. Okay, beautiful. Yeah? How do you know if the kid's sterile? It's like, well, but now you're going to figure that out. Amr Abayabai says, I'll tell you how. You ready for this? You could figure it out. When a person, even a young baby, urinates, and it doesn't, um, it doesn't arc. I think that's the proper word, yeah? It doesn't arc, meaning, I, I know this from basketball. Oh, some basketball, right? Right? You're going to, <laughs> if you want to get the ball in the hoop, you don't throw it at the hoop. Right? You have to go above the lip of the rim so the ball could fall down behind the rim. Okay? The, the rule of shooting a basketball is beef. B-E-E-F. Beef. Balance. You got to make sure your feet are placed properly. Okay? Your elbows are in the proper place. Eye contact with where you want the ball to go. And then the F is the follow through. You got you to gotta make sure that after you release the ball, your hand's in the proper spot. This way you know that it's a beef. Okay, that's the proper shooting form. No, be it as it may, where do you keep your eyes? Generally, the place to keep your eyes on the back of the rim. That's the best place to keep your eye. On the, on the, not on the front of the rim, you're going to shoot right at it. You got to keep on the back of the rim. Now, if you're keeping your eye on the back of the rim, that means you got to arc the ball a bit. So, okay, a little sheer on basketball. Be it, be it, be it as it may. Yeah, it says, I'll, I'll tell you how. If the kid, when he urinates, even as a young baby, there's no arc to the urine, and the, the water, the, the urine, kind of, kind of just like flows out without any sort of form to it, that's a sign that the child has been a sris from the time he's born. Says the Gemara, Memai have. How does it happen? How does it happen that a kid's going to start out as a sris? Says the Gemara, I'll tell you. Da'afya imei betihara vishosya shechya marka. If the mother ate bread in the morning 
and then drank this special kind of beer in the afternoon. Okay, so what happens is, basically says the Gemara, uh, Rashi explains, we're just giving an example where the mother, while she's pregnant, eats in an unhealthy way. She's not eating the right foods in the right time. So that can, that, that can impact her child, so the child uh, ends up being sterile. So you got to be careful in this way. Incredible. Omar Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef says, Hainu ami This is why I heard Ami saying, Kol imay Anybody who's lakoi, anybody who is, who is um, lakoi, who's already stricken inside the mother's womb, Vlayadina mai nihu. And I wasn't sure was what it was. In other words, I didn't know, what, you know, the, apparently there was some sort of illness that's caused while you're in the womb from something your mother did. And I didn't know what it was. And now I know. Now I know. Says the Gemara of Aleichu Shema Hivri Asayim. But why don't we be concerned that maybe, a beautiful question, maybe the kid started out um, with the lack of ability to give off an ark when he yearns. But maybe the kid then healed. Maybe the kid then healed. And then when he got married, maybe as he got older, he's not able to have children anymore. In other words, ask the Gemara like this. This is actually a, a, such an important question. Because re- remember, in our Mishnah, we had a very straight up dispute about which type of saris is forbidden to marry in. Is it a saris chama, who's naturally been unable throughout his life, never been a moment in his life to be able to have children, or a sris adam, or somebody that had happened in his lifetime. Now, if there's, according to the opinion in the Mishnah that a sris chama is forbidden and a sris adam is allowed, well, that means that if there's never been a moment in his life where he couldn't have kids, that's when he's not allowed. But ask the Gemara, how do you know there's never been a moment in his life? Maybe we should allow him to marry him. You don't know every minute to minute uh, what, what this kid's medical condition has been. So the Gemara answers, Since at the time that the child was born, we saw that the way this kid urinated was in a way that showed that he was sterile. And now, when the kid's older, we see that's happening, and he's a sris. Therefore, you don't need to be concerned that in between, things got healed. What do we see when he's older? We see when he's old, he's not, that uh, he's not able to have children. Oh, 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 okay, very good. Rabiel's asking, you mean, what if he's not married yet? Okay, good, 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 good. We're going to see soon how you know somebody's a sris. We're going to see, it's going to have to do with his body form. There, there's ways that as a male and female body matures, there are certain flags that go up and let us know whether or not this child is sterile. Okay, so uh, good question. We're going to hold off till the Gemara gives us because it's going to be a whole list, a whole list of things for us to look at, a whole checklist. All right. So the Gemara says since when he was born and since now when he's showing us signs of being a Saris, he's not allowed to marry in. So we don't assume in between that he was able to have children. Hence, we still call him a Saris Chama, a natural sterile male. Masiv Rav Mari, Rav Mari asked a challenging question. Listen to this. We check the child, we check the child over an 80-day period, three times. At the beginning of the 80-day period, 
the middle of the 80-day period and at the end of the 80-day period. We're going to check whether or not this is um, talking about a Bechar, when you have a firstborn, if it has specific conditions, then it, uh, you're, you know, then it, uh, you're going to redeem it and remove the Kedusha, so on and so forth. Bottom line is, you see from over here, says the Gemara, a challenging question. When there is something physically wrong, we don't say rely on what was originally and what's now without caring what happens in middle. Because when we're going through the laws of what's considered a mum on a bachar, we said you check three times in 80 days. And those three times are the beginning, the middle, the end. But according to logic, we're saying, why are you checking in the middle? As long as in the beginning and the end, everything was the same, we shouldn't be concerned about what's happening in the middle. Says the Gemara, when it comes to one organ, okay, which was specific, that was the case of the Bachar, there was something wrong with the eyes of the animal. So then, we're, so then we are Chayshish, and we have to make sure that, the, that nothing really healed in between. However, something that, that, that affects the entire body, we're not concerned that it healed. Meaning if you have one limb, it could be it was an issue, things healed, and now it's an issue again. But something that really gets involved with a, with a man, or as we'll see as well, possibly a woman's overall health, we're not going to say that something that affects the entire body, which is sterile. Now we're going to think, why is the entire body? Isn't it just that your body can't reproduce? Right, you can't produce uh, sperm that that is capable of having children. So we're going to see that actually there's simonim. There are signs that affect the entire body of being sterile, and this is already starting to get over to Yale's question because what Yale mentioned before is in the beginning we knew the kid when he was born wasn't urinating in the regular way, and now we know zasris. Your question was, well, how do you how do you know now? The Gemara is already hinting to us it's going to have to be something with the body of the person, the overall body, that's telling us there's sterility, if that's the word, yeah? Telling us that, th- that this person is a saris. Okay. Period. End of that Gemara, but surely not the end of that conversation, as we are about to see. We're about to enter a fascinating, fascinating Gemara that is going to really get into the kishkas. This is so beautiful about Gemara. No stone is left unturned. We're going to get into the, the kishkas of the biological makeup. Warning signs, we'll call them. Things that we can look at that happen within the maturation process, the maturity process of men and women to know whether they are capable of having children or not. And we're going to see, actually, there's a lot of halakhic ramifications that you wouldn't have even thought of. Um, a, a lot. For, for, I just want to hint to you, because I, I push, I can't hold it in. I can't hold it in. Right? What, what happens if you have a, a man that doesn't show signs of puberty until they're 20 years old? Let's say. So, do you say... You know, we're going to see soon, that might be a sign of sterility, of being a saris. Okay? It could also mean that you have somebody who's a late bloomer. They're, pu- they're going to reach puberty at age 21. Whatever. It takes a few extra years, longer than everybody else. What's an afkamina? What's the difference? 
What's the difference? So listen to this. It's amazing. A difference might be, and the Gemara is going to get into this. So we won't go too much. A difference might, might be, you know, there are certain halachos where um, in order to be chayav in something, obligated and bezdin, so on and so forth, you need to be a full-fledged gadol, which means you have the proper age and and pubic hairs, and what we call shtei saros, two hairs of puberty, okay? If you're somebody who's never going to reach puberty, so then you might already be chayav in things. We already might continue to be, consider you to be a gobble from the time you're 13, but if you're somebody who's just taking longer to mature, maybe your taka only going to be obligated once you're 21. Because maybe that's when you're becoming a gobble. You hear you hear what's happening? That's incredible stuff. Mamish incredible uh, uh, applications of this. See, here we go. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer argues on Rabbi Akiva, and he says that if you are a Sreshama, a, natural, a naturally sterile person, then um, there is Chalitza. Um, however, a Sres Adam does not do Chalitza because, as we said, there's no future. If you're a Sreshama, so... Your body's there. You have all the members. Remember from yesterday? You have your male member. You have your testicles. You have it. It's just not producing. So then Rebbe Leezer says, since there's a chance that you, in the future you could be capable of producing, so there's going to be chalitza. But somebody who's a Sris Adam, the male member was ripped off. Right? You have no chance. It doesn't grow back like a fingernail. Does it go bad? So then he says, there's not going to be Chalitza because you're not capable of carrying on your brother's name. That was Rebbe Lezer's logic. Here we go. So the Gemara of Raminu. I'm going to ask you a contradiction in Rebbe Lezer's opinion in and of itself. Listen to this Mishnah. Ben Esrim Shana. If you have a man, 20 years old, he does not bring the signs of puberty. He does not bring two pubic hairs. Raya Shuhu Ben Esrim. Listen to what we do. Incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. Ready? They prove that the husband was 20 years old. Here's what happened. Reuven is 20 years old, was married. He, he never showed signs of puberty. And he dies. Childless. So here, here's what we do. We have the wife bring her deceased husband's birth certificate. Prove that he's 20. Behusaris. Okay? And we're going to say that he's a Saris. If he's 20 years old, he didn't, he didn't bring pubic hairs, this person was a Saris. Now, we'll see what the Allah is, but apparently the fact that he's a Saris is doing something here. And therefore, there's not going to be Yibam or Chalitza, which is unlike Rabbi Eliezer. This cannot be. Rabbi Eliezer Mishra said, there's Yibam or Chalitza. Okay? By, by Yisris Adam. Let's keep going. Bas Esrim Let's say you have a guy who dies and the wife is 20 years old. They didn't have kids. And she, at that time, we'll call her the possible Yavama, has not yet brought signs of puberty. Yaviuraya Shahib and Esrim. So they should bring proof. Bring her birth certificate. Bring proof that she's 20 years old. We'll let a passport too. Whatever it is. Prove she's 20. Vihi islandess. And we're going to show that she's an islandess. The problem of children is not about her deceased husband. It's an issue with her. And also, like, let's let us have MS. Divrei Beisel, Elizabeth Beisel. Okay? 
So as long as either the husband or the wife was sterile, there's no yibam. That's basically Bishami and Bishami says, Fascinating. Bishami agrees with the concept, but he says, you don't wait till 20. You know when it's you know when you check things out? 18. 18. If they didn't reach puberty at age 18, that's a sign of being sterile for the man, and that's a sign of being a Saris, and that's a sign of being an islandess. Rebeliezer, Rebbe Eliezer says in between. Ready? Hazachar by men, it's a, it's twenty years old like Basil. Unakeva by a woman, We know she's an islandess by age eighteen. Why? Because as we know, according to nature, right? We we have a woman's bas mitzvah is at twelve, a man's at thirteen. A woman physically develops her maturity develops before a man, and therefore, if she hasn't developed signs of puberty by age eighteen, she's already in islandess. However, a man, it's by 20. But here's the bottom line. Says Gemara, here's the challenging question. In our Mishnah, Rebbe Leezer said, a Sris Chama, a natural Sris, naturally sterile man, will have Yibam Rechalitza. And over here, Rebbe Leezer is saying that a Sris Chama does not have Yibam Rechalitza. It's a contradiction in Rebbe Leezer's opinion. That's the bottom line that we need to walk away from, from this price. you understand? Great Kasha. Answer the Gemara, Amr Avami Bar Dukuli, Amr Shmuel, Chazubay Rebbe Leezer. You're right. The Mishnah, Rebbe Lezer ultimately backed out of it. He backed out. Now, which one? Which one did he back out of? Our Mishnah says, yeah, there's Yibam Mechalitza. The other Mishnah says, oh, eh, if he's a Sris, you still do, right? There's no Yibam Mechalitza. We said he backed out, backed out of which Mishnah? Says Gemara, Ibailahu, Mehai Hodabay. Which Mishnah is he backing out of? We don't know. Come listen. I'll give, try to give you an answer. A Swiss Chama does Chalitza Shekain Beminon because within their men, within we'll call it their species, Misrapin by Alexandria Shell Mitzray. There are doctors in Alexandria who know how to heal Srisim that are born that way. So now, which way did Rebbe Lezer back out? Rebbe Lezer is now, we're saying, sticking with our original Mishnah, and he backed out of the other Mishnah that deals with the 18 and 20-year-old. And he's really saying, there is Yibam and Chalitza, because there are doctors in Alexandria of Egypt that have helped Sris Chama, naturally sterile men, have children. And therefore, since you have a f- possible future of children, there's going to be Yibam Chalitza. Rebbe Lezer, I mean, Rebbe Lezer says, He says, really, Rebbe Lezer did not back out. I don't agree that he backed out, and that's the way to answer the contradiction. Rather, he says like this, Incredible. He says, Rebbe Lezer agrees. He, he's sticking that there's Yibam Chalitza. When does he hold 18 and 20? He's just talking about as far as the laws of punishment. We know that, that um, when... A person is, as we explained in the beginning, once they've reached their full maturity, that's when they become obligated in, in their transgressions. Okay, But you can't only be the proper age, you also have the proper body maturity. So says Rabbi Eliezer, once he turns 20, if he doesn't reach puberty, we're still going to consider him to be in, uh, an absolute adult. 
Ah, what about the fact that he hasn't reached puberty? That's when we say, oh, it must be he's a Srishama. Srishama, that's it. He's, he didn't reach puberty just because he's a sterile person. But an adult he is. He's an adult who's sterile. Where's the pubic hairs? Doesn't matter. Pubic hairs is a sign on a regular man who's not sterile. But somebody who is sterile may not have pubic hairs. Hence, it shows us retroactively that he's already a gadol, and that's what we're about to get into. We're about to get into now what exactly are the characteristics of a male and female saris. So here we go. Here we go. Okay? Before here we go, I want to make sure we have this clear. I want to make sure we have this clear. Again, we had a contradiction. Rebbe Liezer in our Mishnah says, there's Yiba Mechalitza on Esris Chama. This other Mishnah seems to imply 20 and 18, right? 20 and 18, and uh, you know, there's not going to be Yiba towards the Gemara. It's a contradiction. One possible answer is there's no contradiction. He actually backed out of the second Mishnah. Another possible answer is he didn't back out of either one. And in the second Mishnah, he wasn't focusing on the Yiba Mechalitza when he said 20 and 18. He was just focusing on at what point do we say that at, at this age, that person's obligated for their transgressions, whether or not they've brought puberty. Okay. Itmar, we learned. Ochal chelev mi ben shteim esrei v'yoyim echad ad ben shmoina esrei. See, here's what happened. A person eats chelev, which is forbidden. It's not kosher. A person eats forbidden fats. And he was older than 12 and he's younger than 18 and a day. Vinoldoi boy see money service. And then at that age of 18, he grows signs of being a service. Okay. Ula achar mikan hevishte saris. This is incredible. Chevra, listen closely. By age 18, we said, this guy. Clearly a Saris. Clearly. Their physical makeup, their physical form, as we're still, we're, it's, unfortunately it's still vague, the Gemara is going to share, is, is still Saris-like. So what, if we're going to Paskin, he's a Saris, you know what that tells us? He's held accountable now. The, again, usually not held accountable to you bring Shtay Saris. But if we know you're a Saris, and we're not expecting Shtay Saris, so if you're 18 without puberty, you're still Chayev. You're a full-fledged adult male who's just sterile. All right? But now here's what happens. After we see that he, we pass it on him, he's a sris, he grows pubic hairs. He's 19 years old now. He grows pubic hairs. What do you do? Rav Omar, Rav says, Nasa saris Okay? What, this, what, what happens is, she, she, uh, we make him a saris lemafreya. Okay? We say retroactive all the way back to the original age. It's too late. Ushmul Amar Katan No. You know what we see from here? We see that any forbidden fats that you ate previously, you were a katan, you were a minor, and you're not obligated in bringing your sacrifice. You're not obligated in, in any of the uh, consequences. Moskavla Rabbi Yosef. Yosef says, one second. Lerav, according to Rath, who says that you could become, you know, later on, whatever, whatever signs show up. L- let's us know retroactively what your status was since you were 12 and 13. Eilin Nistler of Mayor, Yehela Knas, 
an islandess should be obligated, to, uh, not should be obligated, I'm sorry, an, an islandess who was uh, forcibly violated, okay, raped or seduced, should receive a knas, should receive a fine. There's a halacha, and this is getting on, let's focus on this for a little bit. There's a fascinating halacha in the Torah, which says that if a person seduces or violates a na'ara hamu'urasa, okay, of a na'ara, this is a woman, a young, a young woman, between the age of 12 and 12 and 6 months. So if it's a, if for whatever reason, number one is you're going to have to pay a financial penalty. Also, um, um, also there's going to be an obligation to marry her if she's so, the family and she so chooses. But now here's the deal. Here's the main point over here. What's a nara? So there's three stages of a woman's halachic status. She's a ketana. Ketana means she's an absolute minor. That's under age 12. Then there's a young woman who's in a stage of nara. She's reached age 12 and she's shown us stasaras. Okay? Fine. This lasts for six months and then she becomes a gedola or it could also be called a bogeris. Okay? Either way, that's when she is a full-fledged, um, a full-fledged halachic adult. So here's the case, ready? You have a woman who's violated between the age of 12 and 12 and 6 months. She didn't bring signs of puberty. She didn't have shtesaris. So she's not a nara. So somebody, you only violate if you pay a woman, a girl in a state of naras, according to Rev Mayer. So if you violate this girl, she's 12 and two months, she has no signs of puberty. So we're gonna say she's not a Nara. You don't need to pay the financial penalty. Okay, now, what if later on it comes out that she's an islandess? So the reason why she didn't have pubic hairs when she was 12 and two months is not because she was still a katana, but it's because she's never going to get it and this is just the state of her body. And therefore, says Rabbi Yosef, according to Rav, who says that once a girl is known to be an islandess, we're going to go back retroactively and obligate them on any forbidden fats that they ate. Why doesn't Rav Meir also say that retroactively anybody who's violated her needs to pay the financial penalty? Because now you're going back to that status. Gishmak. Yeah? Answer the Gemara Amalei Abaye, Mikat Nusa Yotzabagar. Because you know what happens by an islandess? It's not that if you don't show your signs, then you're, you're, you're a Nara. You, know, you, you don't show your signs and you're found out to be an islandess later. So it turns out you were a Nara originally. No. He says an islandess went straight from being a Katana to being a, a Baigeras. She was never a Nara in the first place. Amalei Rebbe says, Kol mili mal yosa yisamru mi shmai, which means... Uh, um, anything that's such a chiddush, call hani mili Anything that's mamish ma'alyosa, like oh, mamish a, a, a novel idea. Yisamru mishmai. That that's my tire. Meaning, meaning, don't you, you can't just say this on your own. The tanik is learned to the brayso ein asaris nidain kiben sayrimayr. Asaris can never be a ben sayrimayr. Kiddush Tarok not be ben sayrimayr. Lafisha ain't ben sayrimayr. Neither elba 
Chasimas zokan atachta. In order to be a ben tzaramara, you need to have uh, puberty. You have to have reached puberty. Uh, literally means the beard down low. Okay, it's referring to uh, uh, hairs in the in the isa makam in in the in that place. The ein islandist the dinos can aramarasa, and also an islandist not just aramarasa. Shemikanusa yotzel bagos. You went straight from your katana to a bagaris. It says Rebbeizev, you're correct, but know that I'm the one. Who started that chiddush? Okay, says the Gemara. Fine. Let's get into the nitty gritty now. The what the 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 teaching that we've all been waiting for, and that is okay. How do we know if somebody is a saris? How do we know if somebody is an islandess? Amar Rabbi Avo, Rabbi Avo says Simone saris for islandess. The signs of a sterile man, the islandess, and the signs of an islandess uban shemayna. And also the signs of a Ben Shemayna. This is a fascinating uh, situation where we know that a seven-month baby is considered to be a full, uh, um, in, the, in the times of the Gemara, a full-term seven-month. A nine-month baby was considered to be a full-term nine-month. But a child that's born in the eighth month of pregnancy, it's assumed something's going to go wrong with this child. And we want to know what are signs that we can look at in the child to know that there's a physical deficiency over here. Okay. And we're going to see what a nafkamina is, whether he's born 7th, 8th, or ninth month. So, so, um, um, so in Saris, an islandess, uh, uh, 8-month baby, baby, Okay. We don't put any sort of action on them. Meaning, we don't give them a label. We don't label them what they are until they are 20 years old. Don't label them. We don't know. It's unclear what they are until age 20. Maybe they're a regular person who's just underdeveloped. Maybe they're already an island. We don't. So hold off. Hold off till age 20. Okay. Says the Gemara, fine. First of all, what do you mean hold off on an eight month term baby till he's 20? Can a baby born by the eighth month even live to age 20? Again, we're talking in the times of the Gemara. Incredible. If a baby that's born by the, in the eighth month, you assume the child's muktzah like a dead body. Mamish muktzah. It's muktzah. On Shabbos. But you, we allow the mother to lean over so the child, the mother doesn't lift the child, the mother leans over so the child can nurse from her. But she doesn't move him. The child just nurses from her. Top of Amud sakana Because of Sakana. If she doesn't nurse him, so um, it's, uh, it's uh, dangerous for both the the, the baby, and it's also dangerous for the mother. Okay? Says the Gemara, Hacham So the Gemara is asking, how are you going to have an eight-month-old? That's 20. Yeah? We, Mom is considered like the kid's already dead. It's not going to make it till then. Says the Gemara, What are we dealing with over here? We're dealing with an eight-month-old child that's born with proper simonim. Okay, born as if the child's going to be viable. 
How do you know if somebody's an eight-month-old, uh, eight-month term? Hashem said it's an eight-month-old. An eight-month term, baby. Um, as long as you did not have complete, you, you never completed the eighth month inside the mother. Okay, fine. Now, interestingly, the only way to know this for sure is if the husband and wife haven't been together in a while. Because if you think about it, if a husband and wife have relations with each other, you don't know exactly the week that the child conceived, and maybe a ba- uh, and it's possible that a baby that you think is an eighth month baby is really a seven month baby. Maybe it's seven month. Okay, nine months you could know it's not. Nine months you could know it's not because it's um, it's uh, maybe she uh, she had her period or a cycle something like that, right? So, but eight. Seven, maybe you have some. Um, it, it, there is that possibility. Rebbe, I mean, Rebbe says, You can have the hairs not developed, the nails are not developed by an eight month old, eight month term child. Which means the reason why um, we're going to assume the kid's not going to make it is because these things are not developed right. But let's say you have a baby that. Could be an eight-month baby, but it comes out with fingernails and so on and so forth. I mean, on Harbar Shivu, we're going to say it's a seven-month term baby. And guess what it is? This is incredible. This baby was done at seven months, and he was just chilling for a month. He wasn't ready to come out. He was hanging out. You hit us? Incredible. This that we say an eight-month baby doesn't mean a baby born in the eighth month. It means a baby that needs the eighth month to develop its limbs. Meaning, you can have a seven-month term baby, totally healthy, that's born totally fine in the eighth month. Because as long as he was already developed in the seventh month, that's called a seven-month term baby. I, why did it take an extra few weeks to come out? Nah, he's watching football. I don't know. He's learning Tyra. He's learning with the Malach. He doesn't want to come out yet. But so he came out in the eighth month. But he was developed already by the seventh month. That's the Gemara's answering over here. Robert's uh, chatting a pediatrician, a baby born at seven months has a greater chance of survival than a baby born in eight months. Okay, even nowadays. Yashikayach Reb Robert. He says that, that nowadays it's known in science and in, uh, in medicine that a baby born with the, the seven-month growth is, uh, has more viability than, the, than an eight-month baby. Okay, fine. Says the Gemara, But this that Rabbi Tovsa did, what, what did he do? There was a woman, her husband traveled overseas. Now, if he travels overseas, ready? Were they together? No. And it waited I'd trace our Yachishata for 12 months. Listen to what happens. You have a couple, the husband goes out of town on business for a year. He leaves in January. The next January, his wife had a baby. What are you going to say? Uh, excuse me? Right? Who's been coming over to her house? Right? What's going on? But listen to what Robert Tosra did. It's incredible. The Akshare. He said, this child's not a mamzer. You know why? The baby's hanging out for a few more months. 
This is a nine-month baby. He didn't want to come out. Taking his time. Lazy. <laughs> All right. Start him young. Fine. Come on. Who's this following? Karebi Damar Mishtoi. It must be following the opinion of Rebbe who says you can have a seven-month baby that just waits till the eighth month. And we're still going to consider it to be a seven-month baby. Yeah? So the Gemara says, Since you have the opinion of Rav Shimon Ben Gamliel who says that Yutaka can have a fully formed baby that's just Ishtahi, just waiting to come out longer. So Rav was lenient according to another opinion as well. Now how do we know that Rav Shimon Gamliel held this? The Anytime you have a child that lives in the world for 30 days, we know for sure this child is not a nafel. Meaning, Rav Shigamil is saying that um, it's, it's not dependent on when the child's born to know whether this is a seven-month baby, an eight-month baby, a nine-month baby. You know what lets us know? How long it lives. If it lives 30 days, we know for sure it's not an eight-month baby. He must agree with this concept of completely formed babies, a completely formed fetus that was able to come out and be born to the world. Didn't want to. Didn't want to. Which, by the way, by the way, to you know, we're saying, oh, where, why isn't the baby coming out? Yeah, why is the baby coming out? Lazy, <laughs> taking his time, chilling, you know, relaxing on the recliner. You know what I mean? So, Lamaisa, we know that um, the bracha you give to a woman who's pregnant, what do we say to them? What do you say to a woman who's pregnant? Be careful, never guess at this. But if a woman tells you they're pregnant, all right, you say, Bisha'atova. What does that mean? Bisha'atova means the baby should come out at a good time. It's a bracha, bisha'atova. There's a mazel. There's a time when a baby's supposed to come out. That very much is connected to this. Meaning, you can have a baby that is fully viable. Bisha'atova means there's still a time when that baby is meant to enter the world. Leave the inside the mother and enter the world. That's the good time. That's the mazel. That's when the, that's when the baby is supposed to come out. So even within the bracha of Bisha'atova, we recognize this concept. That yeah, it's not about, oh, as soon as the baby is able to be viable, you should give birth. That's not the bracha. So you could have a, a three weeks less of pregnancy or seven weeks less of pregnancy. That's not the bracha we're giving. We're saying Bisha'atova. Whatever, it's the right time, whenever it's the right mazel for the baby to come out, that's when the baby should come out. So that, I'm just clarifying that because we're the, oh, where's the baby? Well, the Malach's waiting to, to accompany it into the world. Okay, here we go. Tanur Rabban of the Rabbis, Zoran Soshui, Ezehu Sris Chama, what is the Sris Chama? Koshu Benesim Vlaevish, the Cyrus, 20-year-old, has not yet brought signs of puberty, Vafilo Hevi Achamikan, even if it brings afterwards at age 22. Harei Hu Kisris Lechol Dvarv. We consider him to be a Sris. Ve'elo Hei Simonov. And this is how you know a Saris is a Saris. Here we go. Kol She'en Lai Zakon. There's a conversation, by the way, before we read the list. If you need to have all of these or one. Okay? But here we go. Here's the list. Any man that can't grow facial hair. 
That could that's a sign of a sars. Usa'aray lakoi. Or has very delicate hair. Okay? Ubisare machlik. Skin is very smooth. Rashi says, soft skin and very soft hair, these are very, um, these are like signs of, of uh, femininity. I think that's the word, something like that, right? These are, these are they're like feminine side, uh, signs. Rabbi Shem Rabbi Shem Rabbi Yehuda ben Yoyer, Kol she'en meim of mylon resichais. Any person whose urine, when they urinate, there's no foam when the urine lands. And some say, This is what we said earlier. When they urinate, the water doesn't arc. Doesn't arc. There's not enough power in it. That's a sign. And some say, over here means pushed aside. It doesn't mean literally that the sperm is pushed aside. It's referring to... Um, it's referring to the, um, it being very liquidy. So the, the sperm of the person doesn't really have the consistency of, of uh, like the whiteness of an egg, which is thicker. It's very, it's, it's, uh, it's more fluid. The Yeshaimrim, and other, other people say another signs of being a saris, kosha'ain me'meraglo machmitzen. If the me'raglayim, does not um, become chametz. It doesn't become putrid when it's standing around. If they urinate and it doesn't, it's just like watery, that's a sign there's something going on within the, the body that it can't produce zara. Anybody who, who uh, washes their body in the winter and their body heat does not produce any steam. If you have a man with a high-pitched voice, and when you hear them talk, you can't really discern whether it's a male talking or a female talking. Those are all possible signs. Some are definite signs, and some are possible signs of a saris. Okay. Vezahu Islandis. Hey, no, if somebody's an islandist. Koshi bas esrim. She reaches age 20. She hasn't yet brought shtei saris. Even she grows shtei saris at 22. No, harayika islandist, the hold of her She still keeps her status of an islandist. And this is how you could see signs of islandist. If she doesn't grow the forms of dodim, the forms of breasts. And also having intercourse is very painful for her. Apparently there's something about being an islandist where the body doesn't take well to intercourse. It causes a lot of pain. Where she, her, her body doesn't um, curve downwards towards, uh, towards, towards her Isa uh, Makam like, uh, like a regular woman does. Okay. I lost the place, I'm sorry. Rav Shimon says, If she has a deep voice, And we don't know when she talks if this is a man speaking or a woman speaking. Okay, so now we've just identified, and this is getting back to Rabiel's question towards the beginning of today's daf, and that is, beginning when he's born, there were signs of being a saris because the baby wasn't urinating properly. 
Now, there's a Saris. Your question was, how do you know? The answer is these signs. This person, this man, this woman are showing off, showing these signs. So we have signs of Saris when he's born, signs of Saris now. Do you have to assume something healed in the middle? We said no. Okay. Itmar, we learned, Simon Isris, signs of Isris, you need all of them to know this kid, this person is Isris. Even one of them is going to be a sign of Asaris. When there's Stasaris, when there's two pubic hairs, everybody agrees, if you have two pubic hairs, then, and you have one of these, let's say you have total puberty, but you have a very high-pitched voice. You're not, that's not called a sarus. We don't have to assume there's, there's a sarus over here. But if you have two pubic hairs, and you have everything else also, then we're concerned. Keep like, where's their machlekes? Bishalai is when the two pubic hairs were not brought. So now we want to know, is even one feature Enough to tell me Saris. If his body gives off gives off um, steam after taking a bath in the winter, then I'm willing to, to give him my daughter in marriage. Meaning, as long as we saw one thing about Rav Nachman, he wanted to make sure Rav Nachman was capable of having children. He said, oh, as long as Rav Nachman is able to use his steam when he takes a bath, I'm comfortable marrying my daughter off to him. Kiman Karavuna. That are you saying that he's paskining like Ravuna and not Rabbi Yechanan? Says Gemara like Rav Nachman Sichi Dikna Havei Lei. Rav Nachman, um, uh, Rav Nachman also had signs of being uh, having a, a mature body. He he was able to grow a, a well mice beard, and therefore, um, you know, uh, even if he he already showed us that it wasn't possible for him to have all the other signs. It was only one sign. That that uh, that he was missing. So Taka, you see that even according to that was even following Rabbi Yechanan's opinion that even if you're missing one of these, we would uh, we would consider him to be not a saris. Period. Two dots. Let's just quickly finish off the daf. Here we go. Says the Mishnah Hasaris Lechelis Lamiyavim Vechain Ba'Ilanis Katani Saris Dubi Da'Ilanis. The Mishnah puts a saris with an Ilanis Ma Ilanis Bidei Shemayim. Just like an Ilanis is is Bidei Shemayim, meaning it was it was. Uh, something from the time that she was born, you can't do anything about it. Avsaris bideshemayim. So too, being a saris is from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Stamad Rabbi Akiva Damar, and this opinion is that of Rabbi Akiva, who holds bide adam in. If a person's a saris bide adam, then you're going to have even merchalitza bideshemayim loy. But if it's saris bideshemayim, then there's not going to be chalitza. That's the opinion of Rabbi Akiva, and it is not the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer. Okay, let's uh, um, says the Gemara. A saris that does chalitza on his yavama like posla. Why? Because he didn't do anything. Nothing happened. Okay, so she's not posla for kahuna. Says the Gemara, The reason why she would be posla for kahuna is because this yavam, who's a sris chama, had relations with her. Now here's the problem. Since he had relations with her, and there was no mitzvah of yibum, she's a zayna. Because she just had relations with her brother-in-law. But let's say she would have relations with somebody else. Regular guy. Light. She would still be fit for kahuna. Okay? She would still be fit for kahuna. Why? Because she never entered into a relationship that's high of kares. The most it is, is a love. 
She just had relations with another guy. Okay? To which the Gemara, Bezrem tomorrow, we're going to hold it here. We'll hold it here for today. Bezrem tomorrow, the Gemara is going to show how this opinion of it only being a problem with the brother-in-law and nobody else is not going to follow everybody. It may challenge some Amuraim um, who obviously can't argue on the Mishnah. It may pose a question for them. We will finish off Eshem tomorrow. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody. And Agitin Erev Shabbos. Yeah, almost Erev Shabbos. All right. Agitin Acht. 12.15 tomorrow, right? Yeah, 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 Mr. Shabbos.